High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. It's time for Numbers That Talk. And to make those numbers talk is Deirdre Cullen, Senior Statistician at the Central Statistics Office. And all the stats that we get from Deirdre every week, you can find them on cso.ie if you want to go even for deeper into the figures. Deirdre, welcome to the program. Thanks, George. Uh, back after Christmas, Happy New Year, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You were talking to the lovely Kira Kelly while I was away. I did, yeah. I came in and I we discussed health and fitness and obesity and visits to the GP and all that sort of stuff. Oh, sure. Down her street, absolutely. Down her street, yeah. And, now, I, and we needed it, of course, after the Christmas success <laughs> and all that. Yeah. Now, what are you talking about today? Well, every uh, quarter, the CSO publishes statistics on planning permissions for new uh, dwellings. And I suppose I thought in the context of the whole housing crisis in Ireland at the moment, it would be yeah. interesting for the listeners to get some of the figures. But I'm also going to cover some figures that are published by the Department of Housing on house completions as well. All right. So Simon Coveney is listening in now to get a, 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 re, a, a preview of these figures. No, Simon would have these figures in front of him. <laughs> He'd be all over them. So, I mean, the most recent planning permission figure were published there a couple of weeks ago, but it'll All be right, interesting so for the What's for the, the planning permission? What's that? What's the story about that? Okay. Well, I was going to start with house completions because oh, then right, I can okay. do a bit of history. All right, okay. House completions, <laughs> Yeah, so the these, these are figures by the, that are put out by the Department of Housing. Okay. And I'll take your listeners back just to the 1970s so that they can get a bit of context about what is happening in Ireland okay. today. So I'm just married now at this point. You're so just this married. this is very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So there was just under 14,000 house completions back in 1970. Now, just to say that a completion is measured by connection to the electricity grid. Okay. Because so, you have to use some level of measure and that's what it was 14,000 by 1980 that had risen to 28,000 but we had a total stock of 900,000 occupied households in Ireland at the time so about we added about 3% to the housing stock back in 1980 now that did follow a period of high inward migration 30,000 back in 1980. By 2006, that had risen to 93,000. So now, this was the Bertie explosion. This was the Bertie explosion that we all witnessed all around us. So in 2000, it was already up at 50,000. And by 2006, it was at 93,000. We all know there was cranes everywhere. There was a quarter of a million people employed in the construction industry. It started to fall after 2007, as we know, but it kind of clung on 8, 9. By 2013, it was down to 8,300. What? But, yeah. 8,000 from 90,000? From 90,000. That was the low point. But I can tell you that since 2010, we have not completed or built, if you like, as many houses as we did back in 1970, since 2010. So the numbers have stayed below 14,000 since 1970. So in 2013, 8,000. 300 in 2014 crept up a bit to 11,000 it is on its way back up that's the good news George 2015 12,600 okay. no wonder I call this topic numbers that talk I mean that's extraordinary like there that I don't know what the population was in the 70s, but the population was certainly maybe a million, could be nearly as much as a million less. Certainly a lot less people working in the 70s because there would have been still fairly high emigration. And the second thing is probably not as many people getting married and looking for houses. So to discover that with more people on the island, with more people getting married, because if, they, if they're not churched, they're still together 
figure, if you know what I mean, living in a house, to be below that figure. It, it is quite extraordinary. And if we it? look at it as, as a percentage of, if you like, the private households in Ireland, in 2006, we we had 93,000 on a total figure of 1.46 million, which was 6%. We added 6% to the housing. And by um, 2011, we were down to 1%. And we're not even at 1% So you can now. see why we have a problem. We can see why we have a problem. I mean, it, the, the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Now, just to give you the most recent figures on the completions, nationally, and this is year to date, so 12 months to November, okay. so very recent figures, um, just under 15,000, which is a, an 18% increase on the previous 12 okay. months. So, fantastic, huge increase, but coming off a very low base, as we say in statistics. Well, yeah. So, while it's good news, it still has a good way but, to go. And I can tell your listeners as well that within that, um, Dublin increased by 41%. So the activity that is happening is very much concentrated in Dublin and the greater Dublin area. But you see, the thing about statistics, like, you know, for the argument's sake, you say something doubled, you know. But like, if your wages doubled from a 10 a week to 20 a week, you're not great. If they doubled from a 1,000 a week to 2,000 a week, you are, and so on. So the thing is, although we had a 41%, I think you said, yeah, in, increase in, in, in Dublin, Dublin yeah. or we're getting to 15,000, it's, it's, a, it's a snail-like growth. I mean... I know you're looking at stats and you primarily look historically, but if you looked at those figures on the basis of some kind of projection, if you were to extrapolate, which is a great word for statisticians, you wouldn't be in a hurry to fix the housing crisis. Like, the houses wouldn't be built fast enough. No, and of course, and you know I don't get into the area policy, so no, we no. just report the facts. But, yeah. there, I mean, there are plans to have 25,000 new dwellings completed every year from here to 2020 or to get up to 25,000 a year. But, I mean, I think it, that's an interesting figure, 25,000 in the context of what was being built in 1980. 90,000 was being built in... In 2006. Berkeley. Well, they were the mad years, I suppose we could yeah. all, you know. And there was very high net inward migration. But we are back into a period of inward migration into Ireland now. We had a net flow into Ireland really? in, in April 2016. We did. Well, back so, to the 80s, how many houses were we building in uh, the 28,000 were So completed. we're only trying to catch up on the 80s. We're trying to catch up on the 80s. But now, it's not a political question. It's a statistical question, if you like, a, a political kind of undertone in a way, without asking you to make an opinion. If... In the 1980s, nobody was talking about a homeless crisis, were they? I don't think, as memory serves, right? Well, that's that's what my mum keeps saying to me. She she remembers high unemployment, she remembers high emigration, but she doesn't remember anybody being homeless. Yeah, yeah 30 years ago, right? Yeah. Now, we have a huge homeless crisis, but we're only building the same amount of houses as were enough, if you like, to cater for the existing population. Yeah. So, like, forget about the political thing, although it is a political dimension, clearly. We're, we're just not doing it. I guess, I guess you know, the, the whole, the economic downturn, you know, the, the, the activity just died away. Construction activity died away. I mean, I guess we have to look at these numbers in the context of what happened and with NAM and all the construction right. sector and the developers and all of that. So, you know, I guess it's it's a mix of, of a whole okay. range of factors. I'll give the Just the before you do now, and this is, is a, a non-statistical situation, the Great Depression because, you know, we weren't far off it with our crash, right? They didn't get out of the Great Depression, although it happened in the 20s, they didn't get out of it until the 40s. 
And what got them out of depression? World War Two. So maybe if we could have a war, we'd be flying. <clears throat> <laughs> Hopefully we don't need a war now to get a few houses built in Ireland. Look, I've been on here before talking about unemployment is falling. Yeah. You know, house prices are creeping back up. I mean, I think, you know, it's indisputable. Economic growth is, is back up in Ireland. So we have turned the corner. But the housing, it's it's taking, it seems to be taking quite a while to come on stream. All right. But now the other thing that you wouldn't talk about at the beginning, and I'll bring you back there, mm. Planning permissions should give us an indication of what the future is like because if we, if there's a, a big increase in planning permissions, then they will turn into houses. They turn into houses. So what happens with planning so permissions? So I'm not sure what the lag is with, you know, permission yeah. and turning the sod yeah. and all that, but naturally, you know, completion follows the planning permissions. So the peak year in permissions was a couple of years before the peak year yeah. for completions, over 100,000 permissions for dwellings back in 2004. In 2015, it was down to 13,000, but that was up from 7,000 the year before in 2014. Still minuscule. And I can tell you, and these figures, we publish them quarterly. Um, 16,000 and just over 16,000 in quarter three, 2016. And that's a 45% increase on the year before. Right. So things are, you know, starting to pick up with the permissions. OK, now, um, my critics invariably talk about me living in glorious splendour in hook towers in uh, leafy Fox Rock, right? I've no doubt about it. Do you have any kind of figures as to whether, you know, we're building more three beds or four beds or whether we're building apartments or houses or whatever. Do you get anything on that? We do, we do. So I have figures in front of me here on the completions, first of all. So if we look at it, it's broken down into a three-way category. Uh, one of one off our individual houses, scheme houses, so that would be your your terrace or your semi-D and then apartments. So back in 2006 at the peak of the boom, um, 75% of dwellings were scheme or apartments. So 20% were um, apartments and uh, 45%, 55% were um, scheme houses. When we were building now, very few... When you call few, scheme, what do you call scheme? Like, like a semi-D or a state yeah, yeah. house, yeah. Right, okay. At the low point there where we only completed 8,300, 57% of them were one-off houses. So the construction really? that was happening was happening around Ireland, these one-off houses. And if you think about that's it, most of them... That's a rural phenomenon. That's a rural phenomenon. And most of them were probably built for somebody. So presumably they weren't on the market or weren't built mm, for sale. Mm. And so if we subtract them out of it, uh, we just have 43% of what was built that year, which is, I guess, you know, under 4,000 dwellings where scheme our apartments. Now, that ratio has turned around again. I hope I'm not bamboozling your listeners Slightly. here. So, OK, well, it was 57% of one-off in 2013, okay. and that's fallen to 41% in 2015. So the, the one-offs are falling and the scheme and apartments, as, a, as a, a, a percentage of the mix, are coming back up on the planning permissions. I, you know the big thing, all the big mantra because of our housing crisis is homelessness and so on is that we are not building enough social housing. Now can you give me an indication of a social housing versus private housing? Nothing, nothing on that George, no right. because these are just pulled from administrative data and we wouldn't have that kind right. of that breakdown. I have some interesting figures here, well I find them very interesting anyway but then I find all numbers No but interesting. if you find them interesting, <laughs> I find them interesting. Um, the average square metre 
nature of, of houses and how that's changed over time. Yeah. So if we look at one-off dwellings, back in 2004, the average square metres of a one-off house was 205 square metres. So that's over 2,000 square feet. And that went up steadily throughout the downturn. And it peaked in 2013 when we built the lowest amount of houses at 250,000 square metres and it's falling back again now. Sorry, sorry, 250 square metres are about 2,600 square feet. They're big dwellings. No, hold a while now. Hold a while now. This is the only time I want to argue with you on all the numbers you give me because now you've lost me entirely. Oh, sorry. I have no idea like, because I don't know how many square feet my own house oh, okay, is. Okay, okay. Is, well, is 2,600 square no. feet a big house? Yes, it is. So if is you th- the average size of a first-time buyer's grant house, if you remember where yeah. we were all, where we get, was 130 square metres. Will you talk in old money, will you? Feet and inches. <laughs> <laughs> 130 square metres. That's, that's, You're not that's allowed to speak at all money at the CSO. All right. a, I suppose it's about 1,300 square feet, 1,300, 1,400 yeah. square feet. The average size of a scheme house is today 135 square metres. So it's your typical kind of, you know, three bed terrace or so three bed semi. So these one houses down rural Ireland are all mansions they're by mansion, the other They're mansions, George, by, by in comparison. And then apartments, if we look at apartments, back in 2004, the average apartment was 77 square metres. That's that's a small living space. Is it? Oh, it is. 77 square metres is a small living space. Now, they, they the size of them increased as well during the downturn. So I think it was the way the regulations or the permissions were coming through and they've fallen back again now to be about All right, 85,000 square uh, metres. Uh, 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 but anyway, if, if I am confusing listeners, the stuff is all on our website. Oh, so no, you're not. It's and really crunch their good. own numbers. But I, I, listen, I need a bit of help here now, right? I'm living Contrary to popular opinion, right? I'm living in your standard semi-detached house that has four bedrooms, but one big bedroom. 1,600, I'd say. Is it? I'd say so. I don't know. I'm guessing. 1,600, are we square metres? Square feet, yeah. Square feet. Yeah, I I would think. You know, look, they vary in size, don't they? That's 60% of the average size of a house in rural Ireland. There you are. What can I, I say? tell you, I should have been selling milk into the milk mountain instead of breaking my butt every day on the radio. I guess, it, it, and it's possibly a reflection of of the 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 um, the cost of building a one off house in rural Ireland. If people have the land, or you know, well, you see, now, the you'd land have to get a construction expert on here no, to no. explain all that. But, but you would have the land by and large. Yeah, yeah, well, you would. You see, and so I guess then it's it's yeah, you, you can build a bigger house. All right. All okay. right. You don't know how many uh, houses were built that have a moat and a drawbridge, I suppose. And a duck no. pond. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have anything on that. But I have, was, some, I have yeah? some, um, some census figures from the preliminary census results, which we brought out oh, last yeah? July. So I remind your listeners, there was a census in Ireland last April. And this is when I get to promote our census figures, which are coming out on the 6th of April this year. And then we're bringing out a dedicated house report on the 20th of April and in that report we'll cover um, vacant dwellings which are a very um, topical issue at the moment. So the preliminary census results told us that there were 198,000 vacant dwellings in Ireland. 
198,000. Yeah, plus now, an additional 60,000 holiday homes which were vacant at the time of the census. Yeah, but you're not, like, sorry, you're not because you're not a politician. But you can't suggest, you can't choose the holiday homes really because you can't expect to put a homeless person into somebody's holiday home. But the, hunt, the problem with the 198,000, now when you start doing more detail on that, you will probably find that a lot of the 198,000 houses are in the wrong place. So like wh- if you're homeless in in Dublin, you mightn't want to live in County Mayo. And for sure, George. And so what we produced uh, at the preliminary and what we'll produce again in April is the number of vacant dwellings by county. And so we can see that the vacancy rate in counties like Leitrim and Donegal is as high as 30 percent, where nearly one in three dwellings are vacant. Whereas in, in, in places like uh, Fingal and South Dublin, it's around 5%. And when we, when we bring out the report on the 20th of April, we look at distance to the nearest town, clusters, whether they were vacant five all years right. previously, whether they're an apartment or a detached house. And that'll all, of course, feed into the rebuilding Ireland kind of policy. In the 1960s, um, when I was kind of uh, in college, County Leitrim used to have had the most empty houses, apparently. It still does. Uh, it? Uh, proportionally, yeah. Go away. No, they haven't approved. 